What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Class of 2005's Ashley Daugherty. You also will know her from Channel 4. She is the head meteorolo- or lead meteorologist at WTAE Channel 4 in Pittsburgh. Um, we're going to talk about everything from her time at Bethany, graduating, working and going to online school, and then how she ended up back in the Pittsburgh area and getting to work uh basically at home um in a sense so without further ado ashley doherty what's going on chuckleheads i am carlo guadagnino this is the dingo talk alumni tour my guest this week is class of 2005's channel four zone ashley doherty <laughs> ashley thank you very much for being on the show that's great to be here thanks for asking me uh we're gonna do this the same way we do it every week ashley's gonna talk to us about everything from and i want i don't what 2001 at mohawk to uh, yes. 2005 at bethany and then we will proceed down the line of everything that she's done since bethany um so first and foremost uh you played on the men's golf team yes you were the first pole vaulter at your school mm-hmm. and you were a cheerleader yeah. Yeah. So how did you... <laughs> yeah, I was all over the place. <laughs> how did yeah. you find time to do anything? Yeah. And I worked and, uh, yep. Um, you know, you just make time, but you know, they didn't, um, back then that long ago, the late nineties, <laughs> um, they did not have a, uh, girls golf team. So I just, just asked if I could join the, uh, men's team and they permitted it. And actually the men's, uh, golf coach was a woman so that uh helped so yeah I did that. yeah so cheered and um did track and field pole vaulting um I was a lot better in high school than I was in college <laughs> well, you know coach Upton might say differently I, no, no. I, I just, haven't from him I brought the positive energy um in college but uh yeah so yeah that was fun uh high school was fun and then I went to Bethany so how did you get to Bethany? Why, why was Bethany the school that you ended up at? Yeah. So Bethany actually came to our high school and uh, I went and listened to the recruiter one day. And um, what drew me to Bethany was how great the communication department was because they let you be involved with the TV station as a freshman where most colleges made you wait until um, your junior year. So I like that. And I toured Bethany. I didn't want to go anywhere else, but you know, as your parents are like, well, you have to apply other places. <laughs> so I did only because they made me, but uh, yeah, went to Bethany uh, all four years. Now, did you come in to run track as well? Like, was that part of the coming to Bethany or were you really coming in as a traditional student for the comm department? So I, let me put this out there before coach Ufton, um, the track team, I joined the track team, um, my freshman year, there were four of us. There were, that's it Four. (laughs) that's it. Four (laughs) people on the track team. Um, coach was a great guy, just, you know, really didn't know much about track and field. And so the next year, uh, coach Upton came and then we slowly built the program. So by my senior year, there were a lot more. So that's, you know, kind of I feel like as a freshman we didn't hit the ground running you know um, yeah. but we had a lot of fun uh, so coach Upton shared a story with me and I'm gonna <laughs> see if I can pull this out of your brain which one <laughs> at the PAC championship oh my god the 400 relay the four by four 
during the whole season. You only pole vaulted. Didn't run. I didn't run at all. <laughs> Not at all. I thought I was going to die crossing what's, the finish line. What's going through your mind when coach goes, hey, you're going to run the four by four today? Like the 400 is like the hardest race because you literally have to sprint it. Um, I struggled. He can tell you the last hundred, but I was trying so hard. I just, I just, by then I wasn't training for it, but um, we had a lot of fun that my senior year on the track team was the best year. And that was actually, I was part of Zeta. That was our formal. Mm-hmm. And um, I got, I got back from our last meet and I took the entire four by one team. They were my dates. I was like, do you guys want to go this dance with me? Let's, let's go. Well, so you bring up Greek life. Was that something that you were interested in? when you came to college, that was like, you were going to go Greek or did you kind of, as the be- as most people in the Bethany bubble, I'm going to try it out. And, yeah, and, uh, well, yeah I, I really didn't know much about Greek life prior. Um, but yeah, just kind of, you know, how Bethany is, it's like, might as well. Yeah. I mean, Greek life's fun. We had a lot of fun. I love being a Zeta. Um, so on the academic side, you were a communications major. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually a double major when I started as cool. education and communication. But then decided to just focus. I knew I wanted to be in television. So so what was the comm department like back then? Because you're talking about how there was the TV station was utilized a lot. You got you got hands on right away. Um, Mm -hmm. What was some of the things that you were involved in during that time, like on your on the TV station? Yeah. So Dr. Cook was a head uh, of the communication television station. And it was great. He was like one of those teachers where he was like so hard on you, but he like made you so much better at what you were doing. Um, and you had to take like these little quizzes, like on how to wrap wires and how to, and like, you wouldn't think you're like, oh, but like working here, like working, it's like, you're so thankful you had like the easiest, you know, those easy tools. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the one nice thing. Um, you know, you could start off. Uh, I didn't start on, um, anchoring I wasn't sure what I wanted to do in television but I did pretty much every position writer producer I did the anchor actually the only position I didn't do was the weather funny enough (laughs) Um, yeah but um finishing college I thought I wanted to be a a director because I love directing and TDing uh, at the station but um yeah everything but weather is the it's the only thing I I did not do now is that something that you would recommend for like the current students that are here now and somebody coming in that wants to do the, a, a TV or a radio position, would that be, you know, make sure you, you have to get into the writing and the directing and the, to see oh. all the aspects. Yeah. It, that's so important because I think a lot of people think that TV life is just so glamorous. And I mean, my alarm goes off at 2 AM every day. Um, it's not glamorous, (laughs) not glamorous at all. Um, but yeah, doing, doing all of the positions helps you have an appreciation because it's such a team effort to get a show on Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you can help out when you can, um, step in when you need to, but yeah, I think it's so important to learn. And uh, honestly, like one good thing about Bethany, not so much myself, but there's a lot of people in the television and radio business that are actually Bethany alumni. Um, Now, did they play a role? Did they, did they help you? The alumni that you had when you were a student, did they help you in giving advice or, you know, 
maybe a, a letter recommendation they worked with you or her, saw your some of your tape from here or yeah they helped and uh, actually i think um bethany is held at such a high standard around and um when I, my first job was at WTRF, my first on-air job, I should say, was at WTRF in Wheeling. Mm-hmm. And on my resume, it said I went to Bethany. So they told me later on that that's why I got the interview because I went to Bethany. So that was kind of interesting. This Ohio I'm, Valley. It's yeah. All intertwined. Yeah. So it's just like wild. Um, but yeah, it was fun. So I'm going to... Again, I get the date. I'm going to date you, but it's one of those where I was also part of the, the last group that got this this building. Um, is there anything from the town of Bethany that, like, the, the best memory? Did you guys still do the homecoming parade, like the floats and everything? Was there – what was your most, uh, I guess, fondest memory? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> that was a tough question. I don't know. You know, I will say um, the one nice thing about Bethanians, I'm sure you can agree to this, is um, you still stay in contact with a lot of them. Like we are, we all just have, we do Zooms like once a month, a lot of the girls. Um, And actually on St. Patrick's Day, when it was really nice, someone said, wouldn't it be nice? We would all be skipping class right now, (laughs) sitting up on the the hill or down by the creek, just uh, drinking and enjoying the sunshine. (laughs) Yeah. And that's all you needed, Bethany. You just need it to be a nice day and the, nice it can take day. you anywhere. Yeah. But you know, um, even does Bubba still open? No, we uh, uh, Chuck passed in oh, that's sad. 17. And uh, there are new owners. They're they're working on with I, with COVID and everything. I guess the getting the licensing and everything has been a little bit of a struggle. Okay. But uh they there are new owners, they're looking to open it back up. Um so we're all kind of just, we're all in, in a holding pattern. I more or less just want to see it open because I think it's a better, it, it's, it's an experience. It's just part of the Bethany, Bethany culture. Yeah. yeah. It's just, just like Chambers uh, $1.25 sandwiches are. Absolutely. I don't even know. They might be $2 now. <laughs> well, the breakfast sandwich is $2 and the regular sandwich is just a dollar now. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> they're so good. And all this is just white bread and lunch meat and lunch meat here's here's a snack <laughs> yeah so good though <laughs> um did you hold any positions while you were in zeta was there any exec positions or were you more of a yeah just like I, a social i held social chair my senior year okay um i forget what the other ones were but yeah social was probably the most memorable <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun position to be it's in a really fun position <laughs> um and then the, my last question would be why, if you were, if you were going to pitch to somebody, why, why they would come to Bethany, it, what would your pitch be of why Bethany? Well, you know, it's uh, one really great thing about Bethany is because it's such a small school, you get so much attention. The education's great. The teachers are great. Um, we do comprehensive exams. So that is a, you know, mm-hmm. kind of sets you above other uh, people because a lot of schools don't do that. And the, the community, I mean, you're making friends for a lifetime. You literally know everybody on campus. And that's not a bad thing, really. No. Is, um, yeah, and it's just a lot of fun, just kind of like in, in the mountains. It's our bubble in the mountain. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good place. We're going to pause right there.
I'm going to take a maybe a five minute break, send it to my my fraternity brother, an alumni, KJ Kieran Dunn with Maple Shades Outdoors. Uh, we're gonna he's going to tell us everything about his company, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about that comprehensive exam and uh, your time at Mississippi State, and then everything from there. Okay. So we'll be right back. KJ, take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. You, while you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page, enjoy some videos, some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk. So I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is class of 2005's Ashley Daugherty. Also, you might know her from Channel 4 Weather. Um, Ashley, again, thank you for being here. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Um, we left off. We were talking about, you know, what separates Bethany from a lot of schools is this, the big test that also connects every Bethanian in comprehensives. Um, so I wanted to ask you first, that week of studying before, what were your study tactics? When did yeah. you hit the wall of, <laughs> nope, I'm taking it, it's done. Um, yeah, um, you know, it's, I, I did January comp, so I came in over break and there were a lot of us um, at the Zeta house. So the first day was probably like the prep day where um, a lot of flashcards were made, um, posters, mm -hmm. just like everything. And then I, wanna, I, I can't remember the dates, but the next two days were like study hard. Then by like the fourth day, you're just like, oh God, I need a break. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And then like, honestly, by day five, I'm like, either know it or I don't. So let's just do it. And then uh, I think it's two days of writing, mm -hmm. right? Two days of writing and then the oral. So I remember being in there writing and my hand was cramping so bad to the point where I was like, I don't even think what I'm writing is making like, <laughs> it's not readable. It's here. It's here. <laughs> yeah. And I know what I'm saying. I need to get it on the paper. Um, that would be one thing. I'd love to see the old books. Of, uh, <laughs> the old, old books. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know. I think uh, like when you think of comprehensive exams, everyone's like, oh my gosh, how can you remember everything? But you know, they, the departments are really good about breaking it down, like what you should be studying. And it really does help you mm -hmm. when you get, when you graduate, like you legit know your, what you are studying for. And it's, it's the fact that we're able to, you know, for four years, you, at other schools, I'm sure that you don't use your freshman year notes, let alone yeah. keep them. Yeah. Whereas you're taught from the day you get to Bethany, better hold on to that. You never yeah. know what could be on comps. You better yeah. hold on to that. Is my was, I I loved and hated that statement because when I got further in, I realized, oh no, I'm holding on to. Trust me. Yeah. Binder <laughs> like this, I'm holding on to it all. Here's gonna date me. Um, so I remember in my oral comps, uh, good, good, good. Everything was rolling, and they're like, one final question. You're like, oh, of course. <laughs> um, they, this was when blogs were new. I had no idea what a blog was. <laughs> so like to say that now is like so funny because 
even blogging is kind of outdated. Yeah, like, it's run its course. It's like, yeah. But I just remember like making up some answer because I was like, what is blogging? <laughs> it's just like really funny. But it's, it's crazy to see that that's where, you know, I mean, in 2005, blogging was a brand new, fresh in, communic- in the communication field. And here we are in 2021. And I mean, I wouldn't say it's, it's not utilized. It's just outdated. People would rather, they'd rather see the camera. They want that visualization. They, I don't want to say people don't like to read, but I think we've gotten to the point where (laughs) we don't want to read. Um, And uh, I will say this too. My senior year is when they put up a cell phone tower. So y'all had it real good okay because we had to there's still pay phones around campus right oh my gosh we had to i mean i memorize calling cards it's the only way you could call out <laughs> i mean but it was like a like a love hate like because you kind of could isolate yeah you could get but, away where now you can't be away from anybody no, there, were no, fingertips. there were no iphones either I mean, it was like old school flip like razor phone well and at that point you're talking iPhones, there was just an iPod and it was yeah. still a little chunky. Well, not chunky, chunky, but it was still, yeah, it was still pretty heavy. You could get a nice, you get a nice arm workout yeah. out of that thing. So kids, you got it good now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you finish comps. Mm-hmm. What's the feeling when you walk out the door? Oh, it is just like such a relief. And it's like, honestly, you're just kind of like waiting. Like you think you did good. But then you're like, you know, you're kind of like waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really fun. Like you have, I'm sure you experience it. You have like a lot of your friends and uh, fraternity or sorority mm-hmm. brothers and sisters out there. It's just, it's just like a big party afterwards because it's, it's a lot of hard work and it is an accomplishment. So well, that's the, the best part, celebrating. The cool thing about Bethany is they give the seniors that you then have a week where here, we're going to schedule this at noon. So whatever you want to do after that or before that, go ahead. But you yeah. got to be here at noon. We got to do yeah. the clock tower tour and, you know, they go to the Pirates game, et cetera. But so you finish, you're, you're relieved. You get that, that week of relaxation. When did you realize you were going to, when did you start applying to grad schools, I guess, is the so actually, like, I think that's the scary part too. Like you're in college four years and you're like, home. Oh, like you don't really think about what you're going to do next. Um, I didn't really have anything lined up. So I um, did a post-grad internship with the Washington Center. I don't know if they still do that at Bethany. Um, I have to, I would, it's really great. So I worked through the summer and went down to DC and did an internship. It was post-graduation and I did that for... Let's see, it went in September and finished in December, but that helped me get my first job um, at a station in Baltimore. I was a production assistant for, um, it was a political commentary. I I didn't know anything about politics, like zero. Um, Still don't even care to really talk about politics. Yeah, it's like, but I just, you know, I was the editor and I ran the cameras and I knew how to do all that because of my experience at Bethany. So it really kind of set the bar. And then, so, so you were, you're working in Baltimore and, and how did you, so I guess my question is, how did you end up at Mississippi State? Oh yeah. So when I was working in Baltimore, that was, I started in January of January of no, 2005, December of 2005, I started, gosh, so long ago. Um, 
And while I was working there, the meteorologists were around there. I was just kind of like curious and asking questions. They're like, we don't know why you're not doing this. They're like, Mississippi State has an online program. And actually my boss at the time, uh, she was she wasn't the person on camera. She was like another assistant mm-hmm. just go ahead of me. Um, he was now like one of my best friends. Um, she was doing the program. She's like, you just need to do it. Like, just give yourself, just try it. it semester. Yeah. Cause you can work and do online schooling part-time. So it was like two or three classes a semester. And that's how I got into it. And in television, um, they cancel TV shows, they, everything. So they canceled the show I worked for in, November of 2006. So I wasn't even there a full year. And um, I was still in school and I literally never made a resume tape. And the meteorologists like helped me make one. Um, I did it in five hours. So like my voice was really raspy because I was just, because I was in school, I was just learning like the science. And yeah. um, But yeah, it took me about a year to find, I had to move back home and I was a bartender at the local Italian club. (laughs) I worked for a paving company. I did secretarial work, just Mm -hmm. trying and like sending out my tape, looking for a job. It took me about a year to find uh, the opening at WTRF. And that's the, that goes to the people that are graduating now or, or getting into the, it's not, you're not going to put it one tape out and somebody's going to see you and be like, Oh my gosh, I have to, I mean, if it happens, that's great. Great. That's like, not how it works. And like, I am very lucky that I got a job so close to home. It's so rare. Mm-hmm. And you have to start out in a small market. Um, my, fir- my first on-air job, I made, I started making $20,000. It's like near the poverty level. Yep. So yep. like, um, you, it, it's just, you have to really be passionate about it and want to do it. And um you can eventually make decent money, but you start out making nothing, you know, living <laughs> off of college food. That you a lot, of, lot of hours, a lot, lot of hours, not a lot of sleep. Um, it's a lot easier to not have sleep when you're in your twenties, it's in your thirties. <laughs> I, I am getting close to the point of learning that uh, you need, you need the sleep. The, you need uh, the sleep. Yeah. It's not like, you know, a couple years uh, ago, go out, um, it's okay. I'm going to crash here for like two hours. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yep. No, no completely. No, I need a solid eight. <laughs> solid feel, eight. Solid if, eight to feel good. If, if it's just under eight, I'm going to be okay, but it's, we're not happy. We're not yeah. at the. I'm at the point where I can function on five, but anything under five is a little sketchy. <laughs> so you get that first job at WTRF. How long were yeah. you there? So I started in January of 2008. Um, and by 2010, um, I got, I can't remember how, there was a guy who used to work at TRF who worked at KDK in Pittsburgh. He said, we're looking for a freelancer. They like your, st- like they saw me. So I like just got this freelance gig while I was working full time in Wheeling. So I would work Monday through Friday, morning show and noon, and then Saturdays and Sundays, most of the time I would be working morning and night on Saturday into Sunday evenings um, for like two years, but it's just hustle. And then when the position came open here at WTAE, um, 
it was like I didn't even have to audition because they could see me every weekend. It was like a natural audition. I still had to apply, and but they, uh, the chief Mike, who's still here, kind of sent me a note and said, "Hey, we got an opening. You should apply." And I've been I've been here since 2012. So, and on top of that, let's a little fast forward to to um, the last couple years. Um, how big of a change was it? I mean, everybody's work life has changed. Yeah. How did it change in the broadcast industry when COVID starts to really ramp up? Because you guys still have to deliver. Yeah, we were an essential business. We still are. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was, I, I, I say this is really hard, I think, for the reporters and the photographers, because they're the ones that were out having mm-hmm. to get the stories, having to be exposed. But it came down to pretty much, um, and still now, no reporter or photographer is allowed in the building. Um, they all work, you know, out of their cars or there. We have like a like a basement where if they need to use the restroom or something like that. But um, they're very limited now here. I was working at home. I was newly pregnant at the time and did not want to be around anybody, just not knowing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of us did work from home, which truly in broadcasting you never thought that would ever be but and still network they're making it work a lot of people are still at home now is that something that you could see continuing or is it once we are once we are out of this pandemic things Mm -hmm. at least in the broadcast world will go back to the in studio and yeah i think they'll want to do in studio one because the camera the quality is a lot better um it's hard to get the better quality at home. Um, and there's so many challenges to, um, I know when I had a challenge and so I, we we're on from 4.30 to 7 a.m. our main show. When I was working at home between seven and nine, we do these little news and weather cut-ins with Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. And that's when my shot would go out because people were up and the internet service was starting to get GM packed. So during the show, I was fine, but those GMA cut-ins, kids are doing online schooling. Most people were working from home. So that's a whole other thing. It's like the, are you going to have the connection and mm-hmm. all that? It's just been a very, very bizarre year. Um, well, so you talked about this sleep thing and we, right <laughs> during the break, we, we, I made the joke first, congratulations on, on being a new mom. Thank you. And, I guess the eight hours of sleep, is just, <laughs> oh, it's, there's a suggestion. Gone. It's not gone. real. Not real. No. So my son started sleeping through the night. I will say this at, at eight weeks, he's, um, gosh, what he, oh my gosh, he's 16 weeks. He's four months. Oh my gosh. Can't <laughs> believe, look, safe sleep deprivation. It went like uh, that. The last week he's been up every hour on the hour because he's teething. So that's been real fun on top of, Coming waking up at 2 a.m. <laughs> anyways and putting myself together <laughs> yeah but it's all worth it i will say oh. um so my last question and then i have some people around bethany that i was told because you're gonna be you're on the show i have to you know coach up we've already talked about coach upton yes uh jc cunningham yeah. wanted me to make sure oh, i, said I love jc yes Frankie wanted me to, he was, he's normally here. I know, I can't believe he's not there, Frankie. You know, the next time you talk to him, he's, he doesn't miss a show. And the one show he misses is somebody that he knows. <laughs> um, JC Cunningham said hello. Uh, the Chambers wanted me to, to oh, yeah. give you a wave and say hello. 
Please tell um, them I said hi. I will. But my last question for you is if you, if somebody's trying to get into the industry and you've touched on a lot of things, you got to be willing to work. You got to be willing to put the time in. What is, and is that the secret? There is no mysterious secret. It's just, you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's all about just how bad do you want it? I mean, how bad are you, what are you willing to sacrifice? I mean, no 24 year old really wants to get up at 2 AM to go to work. I mean, you know, there's different reasons to get, stay up till 2 AM. Um, but the thing is too, and I will say this, I've had a few alumni or uh, students through the years reach out to me, but no one ever follows through. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do it for you. Other people aren't going to do it for you. If you want it, you have to be consistent. You have to say what you want. Um, you know, you have to be bold and ask. So, you know, people are definitely willing to help you, but they're not going to do it for you. Absolutely. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to thank you one last time for being on the show. Um, yeah, thank you. It's been great. Good to talk to you. It was a pleasure hearing all everything. And um, again, congratulations on being a mom. Thanks. Yeah, it's exciting. I will. Uh, I will pass on your hello to everybody, except for Frankie. I'm not telling him you said hello. I cannot believe he's not there. I. I'm as trust me. I'm as disappointed as because again, he doesn't miss an episode. <laughs> well, hopefully, so. hopefully, I plan if everything works out, come back for homecoming this year. So. So there it is. If we have a homecoming, you will. You're hopefully going to see Ashley, yeah, except for you, Frankie, because you didn't show up for her show. Yeah, Frankie, come on. Buddy. <laughs> Um, we're going to send it to Jack Hoffman for Jack's facts. And then Harry Chambers will take that over and give us his story on, well, not his story, but everything that you need to know about Chambers General Store. Um, this has been the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. I am Carla Guadagninos. Again, thank you, Ashley Doherty, class of 2005. And make sure you tune into Channel 4 thank from 4.30 to 7.00. It was great. Thank you. Good talking to you. Ah, another legend of Bethany. Jack probably knows him well. Larry Hummel. Anybody remember Larry? Um, Everybody familiar with the Hummel Fieldhouse? Early on, Larry worked in P&G because they hardly paid anything, but they gave him room and board. Which... It was a big deal. Big deal. Big yeah. deal. Um, and one day I heard it was, I was working as a student, or before a student, I'm not sure when he first came, probably when I was still in the high school. And uh, I heard slosh, 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 slosh. And Larry had on a pair of boots. And I said, Larry, what are you doing? He says, well, the doctor told me to soak my feet in Epsom salts. So I put a solution of Epsom salts in my boot. And kept on working. And imagine? kept on working. That didn't stop. Can you, can you imagine somebody doing that today, or would they just fall off sick? What do you think the reputation would be? That would be, that would be their method, yes. And of course, Larry also was known for his, his eating habits. <laughs> cafeteria when he he'd get a, a small tray to start with and then he'd go over to the belt where the students put their discarded trays and if there was anything left he'd pick it off you know 
And he was accused of going through, I worked at the, the Beehive one. Which was also Beehive, the barn. We planted a, a, a hooking roll inside a garbage can where he would look. He'd always go by and look. Larry was well taken care of, uh, got him in a nursing home, but how in the world is, and I use this term nicely, the town bum, which is, if you didn't know Larry, you just said, walking down the street, he was the town bum. And he dressed that way because he got his clothes from Goodwill or what the students left behind. He ate off the belt. Well, they suddenly realized that, uh, what, they, they couldn't account for any, if a few, if any, of Larry's paychecks. So Bob got him in a nursing home, took him to... Uh, when started going through his apartment, which was where the gardening shack is up by the post office now. He lived over there. I mean, you'd go to Larry's house and there'd be a lawn, there might be a lawnmower in the bathtub. He would fix it. Didn't need to, didn't want to get grease on the floor. Uh, and anyway, I think by the time they figured it all out, how many millions did they find in, in uncashed oil or uncashed royalty checks, dividends from railroads? Turned out he was a brilliant investor. Which means uh, how we have the Hummel Field House. Uh, that, but that part of Larry should be should be told because he was really actually a very brilliant man if you were willing to stop talking. There was an article in Time magazine about Larry. About the, I have a copy of it in here someplace. So I'm not sure. Um, you just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition Bethany, West Virginia Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts and our Chambers General Store. If we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts. Available in all sizes. So, make sure you stop by the store for a t-shirt breakfast sandwich or sausage biscuits and gravy and make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you Dingo. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. You wanna know by now.